0: Hey, I'm Jesse. We're in Acts chapter 27, verse 39. Man, this shipwreck has been a long time coming. Here's verse 39. When daylight came, they did not recognize the land, but sighted a bay with a beach. They planned to run the ship ashore if they could. After cutting loose the anchors, they left them in the sea. At the time, loosening the ropes that held the rudders. Then they hoisted the foresail to the wind and headed for the beach, but they struck a sandbar and the ship ran aground. The bow jammed fast and remained immovable when the stern began to break up by the pounding of the waves. All right, Uh, if you're a Floridian, you know exactly what this is describing, especially if you're one who would surf in the morning after the sun is on the water long enough to make the sharks hopefully go away or not be hungry anymore. The tide changes things. There's this There's a natural topography wherein if this is the shore, okay, it kind of comes out, it's shallow for a little bit. And then there's this point at which the land kind of goes up, the topography of the seafloor kind of goes up and then it gets shallower. When the waves are coming in, they're pushed, drawn by the gravity of the moon from above, pushed by the winds behind them, whatever the case may be. They hit that sandbar, that's when you actually see the waves. They started out way out in the, in the ocean. They actually were moving through the water, just invisibly so. They just become visible as the wave drags bottom and then the topography, of the sea floor, sea floor pushes it up. That sandbar makes that possible. But then on the other side of the sandbar, sometimes in the morning the waves will die. When I was at First Baptist Windermere, students, you guys were with me. You're not family church. You remember this? We would go sunrise surfing. Wait for the sun to be all the way up. We'd go out and we'd surf. And then in the morning time, the waves would die past the sandbar, and it's like it's like the waves would crash, and then it would, there was being like another another 40 or 50 yards of calm water before the actual shore. And so what we would do is just surf it would die out do a flip off your board paddle back out again well later that day in the exact same shore the waves would all crash against the shore at this point those waves are crashing over the sandbar it looked like they had a straight shot to the shore so they weigh anchor cut the ropes loosen the rudder open the foresail plow towards the beach. We're going to, the ideal was this, like this is the boat and this is the shore. They were going to run aground on the beach and they're nice and safe. Instead, they run aground on the sandbar and then the stern gets the snot beaten out of it by waves. This has gone horribly awry and it sets the context for tomorrow's devotion. Remember, a Roman soldier was personally responsible for his prisoner, but God is sovereign over all of this. If that Roman guard lost track of his prisoner, he himself will be put to death and possibly other people in his life for his loss of that Roman prisoner. Now, this is beyond the scope of the responsibility of these prisoners and even even the centurions, the, the guards who were over them, Certainly, none of the men in charge of the grain had anything to do with this. They should have listened to Paul when uh, they were setting sail from Crete, but all of this is beyond the scope of their, of their control. God is the one who is sovereign over all of this. God is the one who is sovereign over those waves. He is the sculptor of the seafloor, He's the author of history, and he sovereignly has the right to intervene and say, no, my servant Paul is going to testify before Nero. But Paul warned about exactly this. This is the vindication of what Paul said. Okay, if we back up just a few devotions and into our session as well. We know that Paul told everyone, he told everyone from the very beginning, like you're, but we have to run aground uh, on some island. This was in chapter 27, verse 26. He gives this great, great news, right? In verse 25, he said, so take courage men because, and believe in God that it will be just the way it was told to me. And then comes the bummer, verse 26, but we have to run aground on some island. That's today's devotion, the vindication, the fulfillment of exactly what God said would happen through Paul. Don't you hate being right? Now, we may not be in a nautical setting, but you can also look at similar things that are happening in our culture, in our world. And as a Christian, we can see like we're going to crash. This is not going to work. That's not going to serve as a solid foundation for a public school curriculum. That is, uh, we're going to, to reap the whirlwind for our lack of a strategy in Afghanistan. We're going to suffer consequences if we continue down this road. These thoughts and these actions and these trends are going to be terrible for women and for children. Like the, you, you can look at ways in which we're heading toward a shipwreck. Look at Paul while on board his ship. He said what God said. And then when they ran aground, look, who did they look to for? To whom did they look for hope? It was Paul. This is that, I hate to say I told you so moment. This is that, yep, I was right moment. We're actually at one of these cultural apices when it comes to pornography. Because Christians were rightly, you know, throughout the, the, the 50s and 60s loudly and 70s, and 80s, and 90s, like speaking against pornography. And then pornography became more and more mainstream in the advent of the The internet has really exploded and now we're finally at that apex where this ship has run aground and it is absolutely having a devastating effect on the health of marriages. It has been devastating for the sense of self-worth among women. It has had untold consequences as as it has fed sex trafficking. Like not all the the women who appear in pornographic videos are willing parties for crying out loud. So it, it has, we have reaped the whirlwind from it and now even even secular society is saying, hang on a second, maybe pornography is bad. Okay. This is that I hate to say I told you so for like several centuries, but I was right. Okay. It, it, don't relish in the I told you so because you, you weren't the author of the standard anyway. Be like Paul. Say like, all right, we've been talking about this for a long time, but there's grace. There's deliverance. There's repentance. Not one hair in your head is going to be lost. God can redeem this. God can save us all. May God show us grace and mercy, even as culture runs aground. I'll see you tomorrow.